Welcome to Operation Flourish, a podcast designed to help you flourish in all aspects of life. Whether you're a Miss America contestant, an athlete, or someone with a growth mindset striving to unlock your full potential, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Kayla Myers, Miss Northeast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Operation Flourish podcast. As many of you know, February is American Heart Month. The goal of this month is to focus on our heart health because heart disease is the leading cause of death across the country and across the globe. I already shared the American Heart Association's life's essential eight factors to prevent heart disease. And be sure to listen to that episode released on February 1st if you have not already listened. It's a fantastic episode. Those are things that you can do to prevent heart disease. But today, I am joined by a very special guest who is here to share her story of conquering CHD which is congenital heart disease. Our special guest, Ella Denny, is an ambassador of Conquering CHD, a fantastic jazz dancer, a student at Merrimack College, and serves as Miss Gates City 2024 in the state of New Hampshire. And with that, let's welcome Ella Denny. Hi, Ella. Hi, Kayla. I'm so excited to be getting to chat with you today. I am ecstatic to have you here and for our listeners to meet you, especially this timely month of February with your service initiative. But before we dive into congenital heart disease, I want to start by asking a heart month related question. Everyone's talking about CPR right now. So I'm curious, what is your favorite CPR song? I know mine personally is You're Losing Me by Taylor Swift because, of course, I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift as everyone else is. Um, The lyrics are heartbreaking, but the beat can be heart-saving. What's your favorite song, Ella? I love Harry Styles, so I would have to say Sweet Creature by Harry Styles. I think it's, first of all, a great song, and obviously the beat is great for CPR. Absolutely. I love that. There are so many fun CPR songs from Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, or the typical one, Staying Alive. That's definitely a big one from Bee Gees, too. So we have a fun variety there. Feel free to check them out. And you can even go on Spotify or Apple Music and search CPR playlist, too. And you might find our favorite songs there. So as we dive in a little bit more to Heart Month and people learn a little bit more about your community service initiative, could you start by sharing what CHD is for people who might not really be aware of what is congenital heart disease? Congenital heart disease would have to be one of the most common types of birth defects that occurs in the heart. And all that means is with the word congenital, it means at birth. So a heart disease that you're born with and that cannot be prevented and that occurs when you're born. I think that is so helpful. And I love when we break down the root of a word. So thank you for breaking down congenital. I think a lot of people hear that and they're not really sure what that means, how it is different from maybe when they just hear cardiovascular disease in general. So that is so incredibly helpful. I'm curious even, you said it's one of the most common birth defects. How many people are diagnosed with CHD? 
Each year in the United States alone, approximately 40,000 children are born with a congenital heart disease. That is a lot of people. Yet, for some reason, we don't talk about this too much. I don't go out in my day-to-day and hear people talking about congenital heart disease. So there's a clear need that we have these conversations, which is why I'm ecstatic you're able to shed light on congenital heart disease and what people can do, what people should know about it. But before we dive into those pieces of information, resources, advice, I think stories are a really powerful place to start. So I'm curious Ella, would you be able to tell our listeners about your personal experience with congenital heart disease? I would love to. One of my main aspects of my community service initiative is sharing my story and getting that across to others so they can do the same. I was born with a congenital heart disease called supraventricular tachycardia, which is described as an extremely fast heart rate uh, beginning above the heart's two lower chambers. So for me, what would happen is I would have episodes where my heart couldn't pump as fast as it should, and I would have episodes of up to 270 beats per minute, which was extremely scary for someone to endure. And so in the beginning of 2021, I had a cardiac ablation to hopefully cure this SVT, but unfortunately, the first one was unsuccessful, and I had to go in and have another one in May of 2021. Wow, that is so alarming. And I can only imagine what it's like to have to go through that process of seeing my heart rate is so high. I, my body can't keep up with this. This is something that's unsustainable. And I think I heard and saw that age 15 is when you found out that you had this diagnosis. Is that correct? Yes. So although my disease is congenital, it didn't start presenting itself until I was 15. Wow. I think that's such an important piece of information for people to know, too, because when you share that definition, it might be, oh, well, I didn't have it at birth, so it's not an issue. But clearly there are some deviations to that. Um, It's not so black and white. And I actually my Mima, she's my grandma. She also had a congenital heart disease and she actually didn't find out until her 30s. So it's very fascinating to see how some people they just don't have any awareness that this is something that may happen to them, that there is a possibility and honestly such a high and alarming statistic, making the risk a lot higher for everyone. So I think that that's very, very important that we're aware of. And thank you for sharing that. What was that like at 15 to find out that you had congenital heart disease, that this is something you were struggling with that previously was not part of your identity? It was honestly one of the scariest things that I had to go through. I grew up as an extremely healthy child. I never had anything wrong with me. I never broken any bones. I had never even went to the hospital for something so serious like that. And so when I found out that I had a congenital heart disease, my world was flipped upside down. And I really realized that I needed to take every day and uh, live it to the fullest because you never know what's going to be presented in front of you. Yes, I love that message, Ella, whether it's congenital heart disease or anything else, making the most of each day and just waking up thankful that 
we get to take another breath, that we get to see another day and how can we make the most of those moments. So I think that's beautiful. And I think your story and my grandmother's story and all of those stories show how unique things can be. I, as a baby, I had four holes in my heart when I was um, still in the womb, two closed before in utero and two closed before I was five years old. So I had a total of four. So I was thankful that mine eventually healed on their own, essentially. But I'm curious, do people grow out of CHD? So growing out of a congenital heart disease is actually not something that is possible. There are surgeries and procedures that can help uh, lessen the symptoms. For example, what I had, which is a cardiac ablation, but any procedure does not cure the congenital heart disease, but it does help avoid the condition. Absolutely. That is so good to know. I know my grandmother, she had to have a patch. So there are a bunch of different procedures that can be helpful. But like you said, this congenital heart disease just seems to be a new part of that identity, as we talked about. And there are very different stories for different people, depending on if they have a procedure, what age it presents, and how it appears as well. And I've seen that in your social media and the social media of conquering CHD, because there's this emphasis on uniqueness. Could you share with our listeners more about this uniqueness of CHD? There are 18 different types of congenital heart disease. And within those 18 types, there are different uh, sub-levels of them. So it all depends on where the defect is located. So there are many, many different congenital heart diseases that one can have, but there are 18 specific different types of them. So people are really unique in that way. And so the fact that uh, there's no exact number of congenital heart disease that, the, that there are, but everyone's unique in that way. That is great to know, especially knowing that there are 18 varieties of it. I think that's something that most of our listeners have probably just learned in this moment, which is why it's so valuable to share these pieces of information. And like you said, maybe they're not something that can go away. Many people are born with them, but some people, they appear later in life that you become aware of them. I'm curious, is there anything that can be done to prevent congenital heart disease, whether that be screenings before birth? Is there anything that can help with prevention? Because there is so little known about the research behind congenital heart diseases, there is no guaranteed way of avoiding it during a pregnancy. So unfortunately, there is no way of avoiding it. That is great to know. Um, so I think that makes me think back to when we talk about heart disease. So many people talk about, oh, heart disease is preventable as we're thinking about heart month, especially. But knowing maybe what aspects and elements of heart disease are and aren't, such as congenital heart disease. So I think those are all excellent things that we can be aware of, that we can monitor, um, especially as we're talking about things of heart disease. So thank you for shedding light on that, Ella. I'm curious then, since there's not really much that can be done to prevent it, and we know that it's something that is pretty much lifelong and becomes a part of your identity, are there resources for someone who has CHD? And if so, could you share some of those resources? One resource that can be extremely helpful for people living with congenital heart disease, I actually started my own support group on Facebook, which is a great resource for people living with CHDs to get to connect with other people living with them and have support and advice to go along with it. So that I would say that's the most valuable resource to get to know other people with congenital heart diseases. But it's also amazing to reach out to the American Heart Association. I was an ambassador for the American Heart Association last year, so I got to share my story with that. 
And again, with Conquering CHD, I'm getting to do that and just getting involved with organizations and making your story known. I love that. You just pulled it back again to the power of storytelling and the power of connecting with other people. And the fact that you started your own support group, that is phenomenal. Support groups are so powerful and are such an excellent resource for connecting people. You even made it a little bit more accessible by having it on social media. Could you share how one of our listeners, if they're interested, could get connected to this Facebook support group? I would say the easiest way would be to friend me on Facebook. My Facebook is Ella Denny. You'll see my profile picture with the Miss Gate City sash. And just send me a message saying that you're interested and we would love to have you. Excellent. You all heard that listening to this podcast episode. Go friend Ella Denny on Facebook. And a side note, as always, my special guest's social media information is in the show notes of the podcast, and we will be sure to put her Facebook account there. That way you can go ahead and check out Ella's socials and get connected to this support group. That way you can have others to connect to who may also have CHD, or you can simply follow along on her socials to become a little bit more aware and knowledgeable about CHD. I'm curious, they can obviously follow you, Ella, but are there other ways people can participate in American Heart Month in general? Now that they know more about CHD, we talked about uh, CPR, what are some other ways they can get involved in Heart Month? There are so many ways to get involved in Heart Month, following along on social medias of organizations that you follow, such as the American Heart Association and Conquering CHD. There can be some amazing tips on there and challenges. Personally, as a Conquering CHD ambassador, I'm posting almost every day about an aspect of my life living with CHD. So that's something one person could do. And also just being mindful of your heart health, not only in February, but every other month of the year too, because it's really important. Yes, I am snapping my fingers to that girl. It is not just the months where we raise awareness. That's not the purpose of an awareness month. The purpose is to fuel and garner momentum and help people have the knowledge to move forth in the rest of the months of the year. So I think that's such a critical point. So use February as a time to absorb all the information that you can and then run with it going through the rest of the year to make your heart even healthier. And again, if you don't know where to start, check out my five pillars of health in the Life's Essential 8 episode. Those will give you some great starting blocks there. I appreciate all the information and the advocacy work that you have shared today with us and our listeners, Ella. I always love to finish with one final question for our special guests. I'm curious, what is your ultimate tip or practice that has helped you flourish that you would like to leave with our audience today? One thing that I think has definitely made me discover who I am and find my passion is accepting every opportunity that is presented to you and doing as much as you can. I'm a very busy person. However, it makes me I'm more confident and makes me more involved. And I am extremely grateful to be doing everything I'm doing with the Miss America Opportunity and the American Heart Association and Conquering CHD. So just being as involved as you can and make the most out of your life and your story. 
I am not surprised to hear that piece of advice from you, especially because you talked about making the most of each day. And it sounds like your goal is to make the most of each opportunity, which I think is great encouragement to our listeners, especially because it sounds as if you are so incredibly passionate about all of your experiences. And although you might be busy, it sounds like very fulfilling things that keep your schedule very busy. Thank you for sharing that incredible advice. And again, all your wisdom in this episode, Ella. Thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in. And remember to take continuous action to make your heart health better. It's not about being perfect, but it's about consistent, healthy actions. Again, be sure to check out Ella's socials and tune in next week for another episode of the Operation Flourish podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Operation Flourish podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, leave a review, and share on your social media or with a friend. It goes a long way. See you next Thursday.